0: Fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Havener. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile trying to
1: get
0: into
1: the belly. In for the touchdown. Back. Yeah. What a great
0: second over there. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the week 11 post-Red Zan- Red Zone pre-Sunday Night Football fantasy football dive update show, whatever you want to call it. I always get confused. I always get tripped up on the post-game, the post-Red Zone pre-SNF. Man, there's words right in front of my face. Do you see my fault things? on that. What is going on? I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm subjected to the eggplant in the forehead, and now you've got words <laughs> right over my eyes taunting me. Making fun of me, mocking me. This is the Fantasy Fullback Dive, folks. Sorry about that sloppy opening. Brought to you by the good people at the Rotor Street Journal. We're paving your way to fantasy excellence, fantasy glory. We are feeding fantasy wolves and breeding them often at the same time. Try not to think about that one too much. I, of course, am your host, Nat The Truth Jones, with words over my eyes as uh, just an affront to all humanity. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. Last time we were on the air together, Wolf, we were heckled by the preteens.
1: I know. We got attacked mercilessly. What the hell, man? I'm glad we're still standing. You were able to make it through to Thanksgiving. Your family was able to still look at you after we got our harassment and took our beating from the, the preteen. Sorry for that text. It's not on all of them. It was no, just no, no, no. It's
0: okay. I'm just trying to make it so I can make eye contact with myself.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, I crazy week 12. I'm in one of those weird positions where I smashed in my most important league. Uh, but then ultimately, of the plays that smashed for me, I was facing them in the other two leagues uh, so I'm getting smashed in, in the other two, which is never a fun feeling. But at least I'm winning the most important, I guess, if there's a consolation. I don't know what you'd call that. No,
0: I don't know what you would call it either. I got. I mean, I lost my last three games, so this was a. a situ- I mean, yeah, I mean by a combined like six points. So I needed this one. I needed it bad. I am not winning, but I'm close. Listen, I'm just going to give you my scenario and then we're going to get right into studs because you know how we've, we've talked a little bit about how not that many people have stepped up as studs last couple yeah. weeks. We didn't have that problem this week. We no. definitely had some folks step up. Um, we are, the dud of the week is up at the top. So there's a pile of shit on my head right now, but that, that is premature. We're not there yet, but I will just tell you, I'm down five points. The other guy's got Devonte Adams about to go. That's obviously always, uh, bit of a wild card, but listen to what I've Grab got. Grab the so ankles. So <laughs> I'm right. Well, I don't know. I've got Mason Crosby. So don't count me out. Uh-huh. I got Dallas Goddard. Don't count me out there either. And then I've got Alan Robinson, Chris Carson, and DK Metcalf. All oh,
1: okay. And you're so only facing
0: Adams. I'm supposed to win this game. Yeah, you now, better <laughs> famous last words in fantasy. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. All right. all right. Let's go into studs of the week. Earlier in the day, this guy right here at the bottom, I would have said he's our guy. Definitely. He was just abusing the covid shorted Indianapolis Colts defense, just running over them in the first half. This is a guy who is usually a second half runner. As you know, he had like a buck 40 and three touchdowns at halftime, ended up with one hundred and seventy eight and three touchdowns, did not lean on him as much in the second half. Derrick Henry was an absolute monster today, even though he didn't do much in the second half. And yet I still don't think he's our stud of the week.
1: No, he's not. And, and it's crazy how he he looked like he was headed for more than five touchdowns today. Would have set NFL records. It seemed like at one point Uh, conveniently was facing him in two out of three leagues. That's kind of how that goes when these guys blow up completely, but yeah, absolute monster. It's November, late December, Derrick Henry, we've seen it happen. And this was the hardest game remaining on his schedule. The rest, Yeah, the- yeah, this was still in the hard category. This was supposed right? to be the bad game. Yes, exactly. This was supposed to be the dud. So, holy shit, what's going to happen when this guy gets three straight bottom five matchups to end his season uh, in the playoffs? He's going to carry people to titles. Congratulations if you own Derrick Henry. You're going to enjoy winning this season for sure.
0: That would make me really happy. All right, let's come over to our second nominee. Tyreek Hill. Okay, uh, after the first quarter, I believe he was seven for 206 and two touchdowns i think mm-hmm. he had like 43 ppr points after the first quarter in the first finished, quarter yeah. Finished, yeah for the first quarter I, I believe he finished in in my league 12 for 261 three touchdowns and in my league that was good for 60 points
1: yeah Ridiculous. Was, was right. i mean
0: he Ridiculous. Uh, spoiler alert he's the study the stud of the week but we yeah, are exactly. still gonna give some lip it, service it, to a couple more guys but <laughs> it,
1: insane well, who, who came
0: even close Um, I mean, Henry and Mahomes both had spectacular days. Mahomes went 452 and three touchdowns. Uh, I'm not sure what his final stat line. It was probably a little more than that. I think it was maybe the 470 range, something like that. But he did have the three passing touchdowns to Tyreek. And I got to tell you, watching this guy work, I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but it's like when there's that third and seven
1: at the end of the game, it's like, weren't you just sure he was going to make it? Oh, every time. It's literally automatic. Absolutely. Every he, single time he's
0: so mobile. He can throw against his body so well. I mean, he doesn't stare down his receivers and he's got great receivers. It, it's just, he's it just seems like a sure thing. And when he doesn't succeed, it seems weird. I'm not exactly. giving him stuff of the week, but I mean, hit the bar for this guy is so high. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: Unbelievable. And yeah, the only other two that even come close to these two guys, one, both on Thanksgiving, Antonio yeah. Gibson being one of them, 20 carries, 115, three scores, uh, just the the complete explosion. He's taking over this backfield and it's great to see. It's like rookie season, David Johnson. I remember that's what we... Lauded his upside, too, to, to begin this year. Said, hey, who knows by the end of this stretch run, if he took over, what he could be. Rookie season, David Johnson, well, this is exactly what you'd get over 30 fantasy points. Crazy totals for him, but not the only 30-pointer on Thanksgiving. Will Fuller also get some of those honors. 171 yards, two scores on six catches. I went to Thanksgiving dinner at, like, 230, and Fuller had, like, seven points in the first half. I was like, okay, I haven't died yet. Uh, I was facing Fuller and Henry in both of the leagues together. The teams had both those guys. I I end Thanksgiving dinner and I open up my uh, app just to see 35 points from Will Fuller. Just what the hell? Where did it come from? That's what makes him a stud. That's what he is.
0: When you said you you opened up your app, I was positive you were going to say you opened up your ass.
1: Yes, I do. Well, uh, he certainly did that for me. I didn't. didn't <laughs> no, you didn't need me to help him there you at up. all. You Here you up. go, Mister Fuller. <laughs> right, that
0: eggplant that's planted squarely on my forehead was planted squarely between your cheeks. Yes, earlier. Unfortunately. So. Anyway, so Tyreek Hill is our stud of the week, no question about it. But in very good company. I mean, these were some really, really, really good performances. We also got some duds that we're going to throw out at you. Absolutely not Oops. as you know. I mean. Bam. <laughs> not getting the press that some of these other guys got, but man, some of these performances were pretty freaking awful. Um, our nominees for duds of the week, I know that we had a Thursday performance from Zeke Elliott that was pretty legendarily bad. I don't actually have his stat line in front of me, but I feel like he had like 21 yards and a fumble. Oh, (laughs) it was
1: absolutely absolutely atrocious. He went 10 carries, 32 yards, uh, absolutely pathetic, 2.4 fantasy points. So, yes, that that included a a nice fumble to mix into that fantasy day. Just complete garbage, awful, awful performance, Uh, a weak ruiner. And, And you know, higher in my rankings and then last minute. I was like, you know what, Zeke's safer. It's Zeke. We so we know so much more. So I, that was a dud call for anybody. I told. I said everybody played Gibson, other than one guy said, "What about if it's over Zeke?" And I just fucking couldn't get myself. Oh, you couldn't enough. pull the trigger.
0: The wolf got a little trigger, gunshot. And I uh, felt
1: horrible now. Uh, so if you're watching, my apologies. That's one of my worst calls of the week. Overall, pretty decent week for calls. Uh, much that- better than last week, but yeah, that was that was a tough moment. Uh, certainly helping nobody this week. Kyler Murray awful uh, you, you're used to like 25 30 from this guy he goes 170 yards uh one interception five rushes for 31 no scores complete dud uh, given the expectations for zeke kyler murray they got to be towards the top of the list they're towards the top, top of the list i mean i also want to
0: just say one more thing about zeke which is yeah. that he's one of these guys where it's not like we haven't said and said specifically on the show that the cowboys are a dumpster fire and this guy's stock is like through the floor right now they're and yet, right. and yet I'm still surprised. I know, I'm, I, I, I'm still surprised when he gets 30 yards in a fumble and I, I mean, it's right there in front of me. I'm even telling people that this is going to happen and yeah. then it happens and I'm surprised that I'm right.
1: He fucking lured us back in. That motherfucker tricked us. The greatest devil, the the, the, the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing a Zeke Elliott was going to be okay in 2020. Motherfucker. Hey, we Absolutely. should do
0: like a we should do like a video clip of one of us looking at the wall and then dropping a cup and it goes yeah. all the way down and smashes and Zeke's name's on the bottom or something. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, all right. Josh, anyway, Josh Jacobs and I mean, really, this is more of a, a bigger umbrella that is the Vegas Raiders offense, but Josh Jacobs himself. You know, just had an absolutely atrocious game. He had 27 yards rushing, and he also had a fumble. Uh, He didn't want to be left out in in the Zeke gang or whatever. Anyway, he he was awful, but, I mean, he was in good company because if you started any of the, you know, uh, Waller, Jacobs, Carr, you were feeling it.
1: Absolutely atrocious offense, atrocious performance. Made even better that my opponent recently traded Tyree Kill to acquire Josh Jacobs. uh, <laughs> Made that all the much better and to just sit here and relax. I would have been facing Mahomes and Tyree Kill, and I scored like one seventy. So my team blew up. But had I had to face both those guys. Would have been night night game over, and I would have been you know squirming over here. But instead, should he ask Josh Jacobs? Glad he was the Dud of the Week. Dalvin Cook, though, I mean, obviously wasn't just like uh, is relatively bad as some of these other stats. But to be the locked in number one no brainer, ninety five hundred on DraftKings, everybody needs to get this guy in your lineups to face Carolina, the worst run D in the league, sixty one yards, four catches, twenty one yards a fumble, a scare injury, you know, yeah. just give everybody a heart attack just relatively to the expectations of what he's been doing. He's got to be close to the, the worst performance of the week, but there were a couple of goose eggs. Now there's, there's
0: a couple more guys that I would put in that category. John U. Smith had zero points. Now keep yeah. in mind, this is in the context of the Titans blowing up for 45. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like this was a defensive struggle. There were, there were plenty of points to go around. And in fact, uh, Derek Henry and AJ Brown and Ryan Tannehill had big fantasy games. And then there's Darius Slayton, zero catches, two targets, yeah. I don't know. You can't do much worse than the goose. The goose egg club should maybe be its own category. Right. Exactly. That should, that should maybe just be a different thing because right. you know it's hard to compare something like that to Dalvin cook. Uh, and I know on the stock down, we're going to talk about uh, Kamara too. And I'd put him in a very similar disappointing category as well.
1: Honestly, it belongs with these duds, a pathetic performance from Kamara. I still think the worst of them was Zeke Thanksgiving day, prime time. We all just had to watch him slug and realize you know what? This motherfucker's not coming back. This this was a, a mirage performance last week. This is the real Zeke. This is the real sad, shitty-ass state of the Cowboys because his schedule only gets worse. This was like the easiest remaining game, and it wasn't an easy one. Good Lord. I, I say Zeke's the winner. What about you?
0: Uh, I agree. Probably Zeke. Although I'm telling you, I, we're going to get to the the down stocks and I think Kamara's game was legendarily terrible. Also disgusting. We'll and that one seems like it could
1: actually linger for as long as taste of hell lasts. Yeah.
0: Agreed. All right, let's go to stock ups real quick. We got a few um, now we'll get past the goose egg club and into some guys <laughs> that actually did pretty well. Nick Chubb, 19 for a buck 44 and a touchdown. Also added three catches for 32 yards. It was a great game. I mean, you know, in the last couple of weeks, that would have been in our stud nominees, but the cabinet Absolutely. was pretty packed this week, so we couldn't even make it.
1: And I think the the biggest part of this one was Taking the money touches, getting the the receptions, getting the goal line work that we've seen, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt come in and just vulture these last couple of weeks. To see Chubb actually get that and also play very well when he got the work at the goal line in the receiving game was all great to see. Uh, Absolutely monster performance. And Wolfpack, we should have said this at the top. I completely forgot. Anybody tuned in, give that thumbs up. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. It helps us get out to more people ability to answer more questions send in your questions answer along you know who's your stud of the week who's your dud of the week uh who's filled you with the rage of a thousand suns let us know anything that you want this is all about venting We're, we got to get call-ins on this show let's try to make that a goal for the rest of the year is we can get uh call-in numbers sure. and have that broadcast that's going to be f- hilarious i can picture we can't hilarious.
0: we can't do it on wednesday
1: at like 1 p.m No, no, certainly
0: not. (laughs) Flooded with 14-year-olds with nothing better to do.
1: Absolutely. I thought this was definitely a stud-up, not stud-up, but a a stock-up. Kenyon Drake, the 22 carries. He seems to, I don't know the exact snap counts as of this writing. I usually go to PFF after the games and check those out. But it seemed to me like he was on the field far more than Chase Edmonds. A few two-minute drills and things like that, Edmonds took the majority. But the goal line work, with Kyler's shoulder a little bit dinged up, it seemed like they wanted to run him less, particularly when things got in tight and they just let drake kind of clean up those touchdowns that have been missing all year you don't know if that continues if that shoulder's not as dinged up but man seeing him get that goal line work convert those two scores and against a pretty decent pats defense has to have you feeling good about uh Kenyon drake moving forward can so, you believe that the pats won that game <laughs> Crazy. They didn't deserve it at all. Cam Newton did not deserve that win. You got
0: it. I mean, he's on my, he's on my stock down list and uh, Harris is too. I mean, they
1: were awful. They were just I, terrible. What's going on with the Cardinals? They just love to piss away games. They're so good and talented and, and creative and then piss away everything. So who cares? And, and then one
0: of the games they won while well, the Seattle blatantly pissed away to them. Like their record is so weird. I, they could, they could be like three and eight or eight and three. Yeah. No, no. Um, All right, let's get into it. James Robinson, 22 carries for a buck, 28, one touchdown, added five catches for 31 yards. Again, two weeks ago, this puts him in the stud nominees, no question about it. Uh, This week, it's like, yeah, he's a top 10 guy.
1: And I think the reason we get a stock up arrow to this too, is he did it with Mike Lennon at quarterback. Like a point. At this point, he is quarterback proof. He's matchup proof. This dude is a locked in running back one. There shouldn't have been any question of that at this point, but for whatever reason, there still seems to be like, Hey, am I starting James Robinson questions that come in every week? And I don't understand how like this guy is by far a locked in top 10 overall, even at this point player, I'm intrigued to see what he's going to be next year by the way, like what what happens when they get a good quarterback there, if they stick to this guy, uh, he could be a real stud. I thought Austin Eckler had to be nominated just instant return and he's going to be limited I don't get this Ian Rappaport like they're going to be limited in their first game backs he does it every time for Christian McCaffrey before this game for Eckler and I, I talked about that on the pregame I was like do we really want to believe a word that comes out of Ian Rappaport's mouth about workloads because he hasn't been right yet and sure enough Eckler comes in 25 touches 11 of them being receptions he's now caught 11 balls in back to back full games with Justin Herbert I mean that is insane for a running back they didn't do a ton on the ground yeah Josh Kelly vultured him which was obnoxious beyond all hell. Uh, but still, you know, 25 fantasy points in his first game back, no re-aggravation looks as healthy as can be. I mean, you got to consider this guy top seven overall rest of season, not even just at running back at any position. In my, I opinion. mean,
0: I, I, first of all, I agree with you. Second of all, getting back on the, you know, coming back in a, a limited or gentle capacity or whatever. The only way I can see that making sense is if it's like a cardio issue, like right. can't, can't go the full 60 minutes or however long you need him to go for. But I mean, if it's like an ankle, if it's like, if you're willing to get out there and play and you're willing to play this guy, what's the difference between playing him 30 snaps and 45? Like
1: exactly.
0: He, he, if, he's going to get
1: hurt. Right. Exactly. If, if it was a huge risk for reaggravation, anything of that nature, you, you can't imagine the team would be rolling him out, especially in what's looking like a lost season at this point. So yeah, I, I don't ever understand those worries. Devante Parker too, right back to the bath of targets, Fitzmagic, just a fourteen target game. You love the bath of targets. Just was that was that a target? Diving. Was that we that a target bath callback? Dunking him in the holy water of baths. It was Ryan Fitzmagic, is, his pastor. Great. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't you don't
0: you love Fitzmagic? And it's like I, I like Tua. I want I want him to do well and everything, but it's like I don't I don't want it to come at Fitzmagic's expense. I love that yeah. guy.
1: Yes, exactly. I wish Fitzmagic was somewhere else slinging it if he wasn't going to be doing it uh, there. But yeah, he catches, 119 yards. Just great to see. You know, it, it's looking like Fitzmagic might be the quarterback for the next couple of games. They're saying Tua's uh, injury could linger. I'd love that for Devontae Parker. I think,
0: I think it gives them a better chance to win. I really do. Absolutely.
1: Did you did you see Debo Samuel's final stat line, dude?
0: Uh, Eleven for a buck thirty four. But I'm (laughs) seeing that I'm seeing that uh, he got thirteen targets. I didn't realize that. Insane.
1: Just right back into the game. Similar to like Eckler. You see the guy come back in, and you see the same exact player. That that's why you've been waiting on this guy all year. Thirteen targets. The focal point of the offense. And this was against the toughest secondary, the hardest matchup for wide receivers for him to go to, you know, 24 PPR fantasy points in his first game back. Uh, The schedule only softens up from here. I just am intrigued to see what happens when we finally see Debo and Brandon Ayuk on the field at the same time, because we literally have not had a game with those two together. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a glorious thing, in my opinion. And what about the guy that we love to shit on? Charvis? <laughs> fucking tough
0: to shit too much on him today. He went eight for 11, 143 yards. And he had a touchdown. And again, I've said this like four times. This would have easily put him in the stud nomination group in another week. But this week, no, couldn't even get in there. So, Just- I mean, great game from Landry. Can't really say much. Chubb had a great game too. I think the Browns are like a quiet, what, eight and four, something like that. They got a good run game,
1: a good defense. Like, they could get it with, together. but with, finally, with
0: getting the absolute shit kicked out of them by, like, a couple good teams.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah. like, really genuinely. I don't think they're – I, I don't people. buy them. I don't think they're for real, to be honest. But not they beat the Texans, like, 7-6 to six or something? Yeah, just hideous. Yeah. yeah. In like
0: I don't think they're 10-6 or something. Anyway, all yeah. right, let's move on to stock down because I know we actually have a decent mailbag already going on. So, those are some guys you might want to look at. The entire Vegas offense, I alluded to this, they were just terrible. I believe the final score in that Falcons game was 43 to 6. Waller, great tight end, uh, alleged second or third best tight end, four catches for 23 yards. Stinker Useless. Jacobs, we already Stinker. talked about him in the duds category, 27 yards and a fumble, terrible. Carr, 215 yards through the air and a pick, no touchdowns. These are all guys that are, that are, Consistent starters and some of them, even borderline stars in fantasy, they
1: were all terrible. Absolutely. And in the worst, like the easiest spot for you to do well is against Atlanta. Everybody. With no Julio. No Julio. No, exactly. Everybody. You should have the ball all day because you have nothing to worry about on defense. And they just lay a complete egg. How do you play Kansas City as tough as they do and then lay this type of egg against a bad Falcons team? Just not a good look for anybody. If you cannot get it done against Atlanta, you can't get it done against Anybody, you really, you truly, you truly cannot. Uh, Damian well, it, means, Harris, it
0: means you can lose to anyone. It means exactly. you're legitimately vulnerable to any team. I agree with you.
1: Absolutely. Damian Harris has to be a stock down, like saw the work. I mean, Sony Michelle was activated. It didn't even touch the field. So mild, mild positive there, I guess, except for the fact that James White vultured two fucking touchdowns. Like you, you thought that Rex Burke had being gone. I thought for sure. This is why I gave him a big stock up a couple weeks ago. Burke had the main goal line guy being gone, Harris certainly is going to have his touchdown equity go up, right? Nope. Uh, instead, we're going to give all the goal line stuff, these trick little dinks and dunks to, to freaking James White. Awful, awful discouraging. I know you wanted to put this guy in the duds, and honestly, he belonged there. Was- well, and
0: but just before we get to this guy, Harris had that sort of stat line. Cam Newton threw for 80 yards and two picks. and And, I mean, if you saw him play, he looked like the type of guy that threw for 80 yards and yeah. two picks. Uh, Tune's posted on his Facebook page. I saw like at some point during the game, just the just Cam Newton sucks. Like yeah. he put that out there, like for the, for the world to see. That's how bad this guy looked, and they won.
1: <sighs> I, it doesn't make any sense, but that's a great point that too. Like that touchdown equity that we hoped was going to be just his goal line work all the way in this type of shitty offense it just goes down that much more. It, it was hideous. It was painful to watch. All
0: right, so to the guy you just put up there, Alvin Kamara, eleven rushes, fifty four yards one catch for negative two yards before you get mad about the one catch for negative two, that's more PPR points than he had in the receiving game last week when he went zero for zero. So in this guy, this guy had never not caught a pass in his NFL career. The last two games, he has one catch for negative two yards combined. That's noteworthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what's the difference? Oh wait, we have Taysom Hill at quarterback. The whole offense is completely different. And you'd think they might tailor it, dink and dunk. And then you, you you'd hope, like, okay, this is the first time in his career he had zero catches. Maybe they work that into the game plan a little more, get him more involved. Like, nope. Maybe nothing. they
0: do, but. They won thirty-one to three, and by the way, we haven't even mentioned the fact that Denver played oh. uh, practice squad wide receiver at quarterback today. That was I mean, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this. I know it didn't have too much in the way of fantasy implications, but did
1: you watch any of the snaps of that game? It, it was, was spectacular. Amazing. How could how could that have been an NFL player? You know what I mean? It was just so sad. Like how lost that guy was, and, and so, who can
0: blame it? Hopefully, them? they wanted to put a coach out there, like yeah. an offensive, uh, like supervisor or something they thought he'd have a better handle of the offense they were going to put him out there it was nuts I've never seen anything like that uh it's like one time uh when I was watching baseball as a kid and Jose Canseco came out and pitched and uh just like for fun and he like tore his rotator cuff or something like that it reminded me a a little of that so when you look at Kamara's stat line it's like oh they got to fix it well it's like actually Hill's been the quarterback for two games and they have won huge today granted it was against like a middle school quarterback and they won last week. So they're probably really not looking to change anything. They're probably just in a holding pattern until breeze comes back. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's disgusting. It's horrible. It's it's scary. And what if like, you know, because Taysom's playing so well and the team's rallying around him, what if they don't go back to breeze, at least until the playoffs, like this could tank Kamara the rest of the season. This is definitely terrifying and his schedule Is not easy. Remember we talked about like the strength of schedule Uh, way back a few weeks ago. He was top five in terms of hardest schedules the rest of the year. Okay, Kamara can get over it because he'll catch so many balls. He's so versatile. No, you know, this is bad. The toughest rushing schedule for a guy that's not even going to be used that heavily. And Latavius Murray. What a huge game. Final stat line like 126 or something crazy. 100, like that. 126
0: two touchdowns. And I'm gonna jump the gun a little bit here because I can see the comments on my right. Craig Sarno just said Kamara only has one more catch in the last two weeks than I do. That's true, yeah. Craig. But you have two more yards than him exactly
1: you've been two more yards you, you've outgained him in the receiving game Craig. <laughs> so true so freaking pathetic absolutely you pointed this one out right was we brown two catches
0: 11 yards fuck that guy on the other side of that chris godwin a really reliable receiver yeah he's just, he just there for everything but anyway i know we're talking about brown we were looking for another down two catches 11 yards real disappointment
1: Oh, horrible. Clyde, Edwards blows <laughs> fresh off two touchdowns. Looks like he's going to be, you know, back to the guy. Let on bell. I, I don't know the exact snaps yet. Again, the, the game just ended, but my guess is that's going to be close to a 50, 50 split. Even Daryl Williams was in there. It's, Awful, awful stuff for Clyde edwards hilaire Did not get. They were on the one inch yard line, uh, not even one, not one inch yard line, one, one inch, inch yard line, line. Yeah. Like right there. And they instead of just pounding it in, decided to do like some weird triple freaking toss hokey. You remember that thing they threw it to Kelsey? Like, yeah. just disgusting, embarrassing, and tells you that Hilaire is never going to have a, a consistent touchdown share if that's how they're going to operate their goal line of offense. And last but not least, Jared Goff fucking blows. What happened?
0: One hundred ninety. 198 yards, two picks. That's what happened. He had two fantasy points.
1: Oh, just embarrassing. He's got such a soft slate coming up. So you want to think he could get it done more? I, I don't know. I don't know if we have any faith. And last two segments till we get to your mailbag here. Uh, and, and again, any thumbs up Wolfpack? So appreciated as we go. Small injury uh, trainer's room here for you guys. But the biggest one was definitely DJ Moore. Non-contact injury. It was on a, a bad throw by Teddy. He had to kind of readjust himself. And when he landed, it, it did not look good. We got a lot of <laughs> hateful comments on a, the video clip we posted of it. Just people like Teddy Toilet, Brit, like a lot of a lot of interesting names for Teddy. Uh, unfortunate that you know the Panther faithful just don't don't like this guy at all. And, and who can really blame him? That was a horrible throw. Uh, that that misled his receiver. And, and let's just hope DJ Moore it's nothing too serious. Of course, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. Would see a bump in targets if this guy is out. So just something to make note of. They do have their bye coming up, but Teddy Bridgewater also was hurt in that same game. That
0: was did like, you did you see him like holding onto his arm as he struggled out the field, setting up a 54-yard Joey Sly attempt, which got hooked left, unfortunately? Wasn't even close, yeah. It was not close. And we know he can hit it too. But it looked to me like his, something was dislocated or something yeah. like that, right? You know, when you're kind of holding it there, like it's not even really
1: attached. Exactly. The way he was running off, they just kind of like limping, like not moving. That looked horrible. But they do have, again, a, a bye week here, so he could get healthy. At this point, it's like I, I think there's better options every week than Teddy Bridgewater. I know we want him to be better than he is. The offense is as creative as we expected. He just does not have the talent to match up with the, the ceiling that this offense could possess. We did see Dalvin Cook get forced into the blue tent, but he did return to the game to just be ineffective uh, the rest I, of the time. I, I love so, the
0: concept of forcing someone into the blue tent.
1: Yeah, forced. Get in there. You get in there, <laughs> get in there man. man. Get your ass in that yeah. blue tent. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, and then, yeah, then you okay. just see
0: all this flailing around, like, you know, like the t- <laughs> blue tent being, like, knocked off its, like, little poles and stuff. Anyway.
1: Uh, it was a, it just, it, you know, I, I feel like he's had kind of, like, it seems like it's.
0: Well, your audio your audio went out for a second, so I was just smiling and nodding and assuming you were making all good points.
1: They were all great points. I was like, uh, but no, he, he he's had these like uh, these little flare ups. It seems like three games in a row now. You're like, oh fuck, this is it. Dalvin Cook's dead, and he ended up being back in the game, but. I, at this point, if Madison's not owned in your league, like, you have to do your duty and pick him up. Because uh, if anything happens, it's not like Madison smashes, but it just seems like it's every week you're going to worry about these. And we did you talk rather, about Nick Chubb. Um, Did you want to say something about Dalvin Cook? Sorry, I just I wanted just to
0: wanted ask you that. just straight up. You'd rather have Derrick Hen- Henry than Dalvin Cook,
1: right? I think so, just because he's such a tank and, like, you don't have that. I mean, and his yet. schedule and moving forward is, schedule. is much better, right? Okay. Yeah, the rest of the season, Big Board, will reflect that next week Uh the injury concerning the schedule moving forward, Derek Henry in December. You know what I mean? Uh, all great stuff. And then last but not least, if – if oh, th- this was more of a faller, not an injury room. But uh, Kareem Hunt lost those money touches to Chubb, so he should have been on the faller's list. Not the injury list. My banners got a little mixed up there. Um, waiver wire was hideous, Nat, so this isn't going to take us – Good. We're going to get long. to the mailbag fast then. We could get to the mailbag fast. But I didn't want to bring up Dante Foreman because nobody talks about this guy at all. Uh, four carries, 28 yards in the cleanup duty. He looks like he's, he's back to that powerful big guy. We always have loved it here at the fullback, dad, because we like big, we, thick bats. What can we dabbled
0: say? in a little Deontay Foreman? <laughs> We've certainly
1: been there. Uh, and man, I, not that we were just talked about how it's a tank and, and tanks don't go down, uh, with Derrick Henry. But if anything did, this playoff schedule is so juicy that even Dante Foreman could probably do some damage. And at minimum, if you own Henry, like. Your whole season doesn't have to collapse because you lose him. Of course, you lose huge amounts of upside going from Derrick Henry to Dante Foreman. But it's certainly better for going to Derrick Henry to no backup plan at all. So I say this is just a reminder of cuffing season, of a cuff that not a lot of people talk about. Dante Foreman's out there in every single league uh, and just worth cuffing. Trey Burton had another touchdown game. I mean, tight ends are so ridiculous that if that's worth
0: putting. I'm not even very excited about that one no
1: you shouldn't be because Mo Alley, Cox, Jack Doyle they're all still involved it's still a circle of hell uh but but hey a, a touchdown so pay attention folks Rashad Perriman I did think this one was noteworthy because he's still you know only 20 percent owned right now uh but with Darnold back him and Denzel Mims still top the team in targets Jamison Crowder actually should have been on our down list for sure uh, did nothing today pathetic day and that was his whole thing was oh, his boy Sam Darnold they have this rapport he's always going to be a monster with Sam Darnold well no Paraman led the team in targets and yards uh, got it done with him and now you get Seattle in week 14 of the fantasy playoffs if he puts another one together that'd be three straight good games heading into the easiest matchup uh, you can possibly ask Edo Smith played more snaps. Than Brian Hill, uh, just because everybody wanted to use Brian Hill this week. Apparently they wanted to fuck us over, uh, but more usage, more passing game. Usually got the score. So if Gurley's going to miss time, it seems like Edo Smith might be the more valuable guy to own and Frank, uh, Gore,
0: Frank Moore uh, who I picked up last week and stashed. Be- did you use him? I didn't have to No, I, I, my running backs are Chris Carson and Derek Henry, but I looked at Gore. I saw he was going to get the line share of the work. And then if, if you actually look at his game log, the the volume that he gets is pretty consistent. It's pretty substantial. Yeah. Like, the guy gets double digit carries every and game. I was just like, given what's out there, why wouldn't I want this locker room presence around a
1: Huge locker room presence. I was saying that about my Chubb trade is like, he's such an old school, like, burly, beastly runner, Nick Chubb. And like, he just came into my locker room, and this team is stiffened the fuck up, and now they're playing. So you just got to get presents like that. And Gore's like that for your locker room, even if you don't use him. But you can use him in a pinch because of these. Sure. 15, 16, 18 carries. He's the lead guy, and and P. Ryan's hurt. And it was clear this week, even more so, they they said it's going to be a three-headed committee. We're going to involve Josh Adams and Tyler You
0: knew he was the guy.
1: This is great. He's reliable. And DeAndre Washington had more work, uh, tripled up the work of Matt Breida. So Matt Breida, just completely useless bag of shit. DeAndre Washington uh, more so will be the future back if Gaskin and Sullivan Ahmed miss time moving forward. I don't think either do. I think he's useless Uh, But just in case those guys do miss time. And last but not least, something named Colin Johnson at 96 yards. Colin Johnson. Mike Glennon's second team boy, baby. Uh, That's 50% of his targets. Is there any names that popped up to you on the waivers that I I might have missed there?
0: No. You actually did a much more thorough job than I would have done there. I would (laughs) have had maybe three of those eight.
1: Yeah. It was not a list that inspires any confidence. But, folks –
0: Adding, so we can get the kickoff. Uh, I know we're like probably at least ten minutes late for that. Yeah,
1: I think we, <laughs> off, but we can catch the most of this game. Uh, right. So, in fact, thank you so much. You can find all our stuff at RoadsterJournal Uh com. Breed and feed fantasy wolves. We have the social medias for all of them: Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Is a lot of you guys obviously know because you're commenting it on there. But if you subscribe, hit that bell so you know when we're going live, and you can always get your questions answered. Uh, we do it, you know, five days a week. I'll post a new league you know, schedule for, for coming up next week when you can catch us. Uh, but Wolfpack, we'll you guys are so great. Thank you so much. You can find, again, all our stuff at roastryjournal.com or on the app, Roastry Journal iOS app. Awesome. Devontae Adams touchdown for Fendi, by the way. Let's go. There you go. Let's go catch this game, Truth. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow live for your week week 11, week 12. Holy shit. Week 12 waiver wire, injuries, all that stuff tomorrow night. See you guys. Go
0: Effort. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.